0: This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we have packed a few different shows together that we call highlights to help you to get the most bang for your time in educating you on the topics that you want to learn from. We would love to hear from you. I am grateful that you are with us today. Have a blessed day. Our guest is Darren Batchelder. Thanks for being on the show, Darren.
1: Thanks, Whitney. I appreciate you having
0: me on. Uh, it's awesome to have you here. I know you and I have had a few conversations, and where Darren is at in his syndication career and journey, uh, he gonna, he's going he has a lot of value that he can provide to many listeners today, and, and we're going to get into that. But a little about him from trading loan portfolios to syndicating multifamily deals. He has a diverse background as a CPA, software sales executive, capital markets, loan trading, business owner to multifamily syndication. He's gone from a duplex to syndicating 76 units, You know, to getting that first deal. Deal. And I know he has lots of value that we're going to discuss today. If, if you are in those shoes and you're, you're trying to get to that first deal, or maybe you've done a deal, you know, and, and trying to figure out where to go and how to make your time most valuable. So, Darren, thank you again for your time today. And tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, you know, a little about your path, maybe, you know, uh, not too much. We're going to get into that, but uh, just who are you? Where are you located so they can get a feel for who you are?
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Whitney. You covered a lot of the high points, but I, I live in the North Dallas area. I'm in a small town called Prosper, just north of Frisco. You know, spent the last 15 years or so trading loan portfolios between banks, larger loan portfolios, residential multifamily and commercial real estate. So I knew the multifamily asset class very well from the, from the other side, but had not delved into actually purchasing any real estate other than my single family residence until I got into multifamily about a year and a half ago. You
0: know, why real estate? You know, or why syndication?
1: Right. So, first real estate, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that have looked at their 401k's and it just did not grow to the point that that I wanted it to. So, I kind of fell into the, you know, the bucket of, you know, make a lot of money, squirrel away some, put it in a 401k and hope that it, your nest egg grows huge for retirement. And, you know, as I started to look at it, you know, over the last 10, 15, 20 years, it just didn't grow to the point that i was I was looking for, so I was looking for another way to to grow my wealth and decided that real estate was really you know one of the best means to do that
0: but why not continue doing that the day job you know or the other other career and just invest as a limited partner or passive investor
1: yeah so I had a unique opportunity because my business kind of transformed over the last number of years where it was very time intensive the the first number of years that I worked on it to actually kind of transitioning the product where it was more of a recurring revenue stream so once that network was built up and and the recurring revenue stream occurred it opened up a lot of my free time and so I was like what well, what should I use that free time for and that gave me the opportunity to go after something new very excited about the multifamily space the people are great the vendors are great the partners are great you know I'm I'm extremely excited about the future
0: Okay. So, you know, you've had success, you know, really quickly, right? I mean, you've, you know, in this syndication business, you know, you're, you got this deal done, you're and I'd love to hear about that, but I'd like to back up to where you started to educate yourself, where you gained that confidence and, you know, some of the key things that really project you to this, you know, to quick success.
1: Absolutely. So I joined a mentorship group in December of 2017, Brad Sumrock group here in the Dallas market. Prior to that, I would say the few months prior to that, I just kind of read book after book related to multifamily. Again, I decided I'd never, I didn't want to purchase single family residences. I wanted to go bigger. So I'd read a lot of books and then I started to go out and say, well, you know, there's gotta be a way to do this. I just don't know how to do it. And so I started to go to, to some real estate meetups you know, a few of them in the beginning were were more residential based and and I was like, it's not really a good fit. And then I ended up going to a multifamily real estate meetup. And, you know, I met a fantastic couple right off the bat and they were part of this Sumrock group. And they spent probably a half hour, 45 minutes with me telling me about their journey. And, you know, that's all I needed was, was to hear a story of somebody similar they were business owners they didn't know how to do multifamily they didn't have the background in multifamily and and they said once they joined they just networked with with like-minded individuals and they were taught how to do it and so you know i just took the mindset of if they can do it i can do it and so i i joined and started to network from that from that point forward
0: nice okay so so you had a mentor I highly recommend some type of coaching program, but you gotta, you know, you gotta navigate those waters delicately, right. you know, who you partner with or what coach, exactly. you know, you, cause it's a big expense. And I actually had a call even earlier today, I have numerous times a week, people are calling me asking me about, you know, coaching programs or what did I do? And, and so I highly recommend a coach, but there's a lot of due diligence that needs to be done, you know, before you actually write that check. So, but awesome, you know, that, that you did that and now, you know, you gained some experience and as much as anything you gained a network and, you you know, a networks extremely crucial, which you've found out, and and even from that other couple, you know. So you move from you know this duplex to this uh, you know this other deal. Tell us, you know, about this first deal and and what really led up to making that happen.
1: Sure. So I joined December two thousand seventeen. I first started to invest in other people's deals as as a passive. So I invested in seven other deals where I was not the the lead sponsor. That, that's good
0: to know right there, uh, you know, and and tell me how valuable was that being able to partner with all these people, all these other deal sponsors, or, how, or I guess before you tell me that, yeah. how many deal sponsors, different deal sponsors was that and how valuable was that experience?
1: Yeah. So I actually, had seven deals with seven different deal sponsors. Wow. So I wanted to see the difference between different deal sponsors and and also i was looking for something different from each each one and some of them it you know it worked out and some of them it didn't necessarily you know come to fruition like i, I would have wanted but i still got the experience so part of it was just i didn't want my money in the stock market anymore so you know from a just from a return standpoint i wanted to put my my money into multifamily asset class so that was one piece of it The other piece of it was, okay, if I'm going to start syndicating deals, I want to understand all the agreements that I have to sign. So I've read through all the agreements and I want to understand the communication that the sponsors bring back. I want to understand how they put together the the investor PowerPoint presentations before you invest, how they develop the returns, forecast the returns. So all of that knowledge, I'm going to accumulate and I'm going to take kind of the you know, the good from one and, you know, maybe some things I may not like, I'm just going to let that go. And then I'm going to accumulate my own format and my own style going forward. So it was helpful in that regard.
0: You recommend others do that if they're able before they actually become a deal sponsor?
1: Absolutely. Um, Again, from both avenues. One, I think investing in multifamily as an asset class is a safer investment than just putting it in a, yeah, in the stock market mutual fund. So just from an investment standpoint, I, I think that it has the opportunity to have better returns. And also I think it's a lower risk profile. But secondly, if you want to raise capital from other people to do deals on your own and to be a lead sponsor, then you know it'd be nice to get that experience of okay, well, what does it feel like being on the other side? You know, what questions did you have before? you invested in, in somebody's deal. When you were presented with three different deals at the same time, You know what motivated you to, to put your money in one deal and not the other two? You know, so all those questions that you answer for yourself are questions that you're going to have to answer to other passive investors that are looking at your deal.
0: Nice. Okay. So so you invested as a limited partner, passive investor, and you know, you learned a lot. I haven't heard of too many people who have become a deal sponsor that invested, you know, in seven different sponsors deals. That's some great experience there. And yeah. that, you know, you're able to then take from, you know, all those different deals specifically, but then even the deal sponsors. That's very valuable. Okay, so so you did that and now, you know, we're pushing forward to becoming your own sponsor. Uh, what
1: happened after that? So the the last deal I invested in, I invested in as a key principal. So That was, you know, I was signing on the loan uh, that gave me experience. It was a, it was a Fannie Mae loan. So gave me the key principal experience, gets me, you know, kind of experience with the agencies and then all along the way. So I was doing those deals, maybe a a deal a month or all along the way, I was starting to look into syndicating myself. So I started underwriting deals. I started going out on property tours I started to go out and and visit the properties and go and talk to the surrounding properties to shop the comps. And, you know, there's each step along the the way you have. And I don't know if this is for everybody, but the the new people that I talk to, I I, I tell them, I think you're probably going to go through something similar to me in the sense that each step is a little scary. And each step, you don't necessarily know what you're doing at first. But you kind of just have to push yourself through it. And then you end up looking back on it. And now you do that step, and it's like a no brainer. But in the beginning, it was, you know, you had to push through that fear and push through that unknown. And to give you an example, the first offer I put in, first letter of intent I put out was on a 64 unit property. I mean, it was probably two, three months after I started to really underwrite deals and look at deals. And I came back and I told my wife, I put the letter of intent in. And she's like, are you excited? And I was like, I'm scared. You know, you know what? And she she was like, what do you mean? And I'm I'm like, what if they accept it? Right. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, I've done all the things, the numbers all checked out, but you just don't know until you know. Right. And so I actually had two parties that were outside of the Brad Sumrack group that outbid me by like 400,000. So, I lost that deal, but there was almost a little sense of relief on that first time I put the offer in. Well, you know, and that gave me the confidence that, okay, the underwriting that we're using, you know, we're not creating we're not way overpaying. We're you know it's working. So that gave me confidence of where things were trading. so it it almost is a good thing to see a few deals trade away from you because it gives you the confidence on where. Where the market really is
0: nice, okay, so you know you yeah, you talked about how you know you were scared, but yeah. it, i like I like before that how you talked about you know it's i mean it's it's such a mine game. I mean, your mind just has to be ready, you know, in the right place and and like you said, you don't know, you're not going to know or understand everything that's going to happen, but you got to be willing to put yourself out there. You got to be willing to get started. And I mean, obviously you got to take some calculated risk. And you did. You underwrote numerous properties over a few months and before you did that, you did not offer on the first property, right, you know, absolutely. that you came that you came across. And so you did. You took calculated risk, but you took that step and then, you know, you're much more prepared for that next LOI just because of that one even though it got turned turned down. Exactly. Our guest is Denise Piazza. She is a founding partner of Mainline Capital Advisors. She's been investing in real estate for close to 10 years in a variety of real estate asset classes as both active and passive investing. So her experience with multiple asset classes led to her passion for investing in multifamily and educating professionals on the benefits of diversifying their portfolio with assets that provide strong, predictable returns Denise, welcome to the show. I'm excited about this conversation. I want to talk a little bit about your path from LP to GP in a moment, but I want to back up some because you've had early success raising money and working with investors. And again, I know that we can all benefit from. Did you have any kind of mentors, anybody that helped you through that process and learning this business and growing to the point you're at now?
2: Yes, I would say one of the most important aspects that accelerated my success in me playing a role and as a co-GP is my mentorship. So before I decided to make the transition from passive to active, I actually interviewed six different mentorship programs, tried to get to know the folks who run the program, and then also tried to find people who were within the program. For me, a lot of folks talk about when you form partnerships in this business and you're working with team members, make sure you find people with complementary skill sets. Well, I would actually take that one step further, Whitney, and I would say make sure that when you're finding the right mentor, when you're entering the space, try to find someone whose greatest strengths are complementary skills to what you have to offer. So where I focus my mentorship program is with individuals whose greatest attributes are in construction and asset management. Because given my background, those are just areas that I didn't have as much experience in myself. And so I wanted to make it a point, to learn from their experience. So yeah, so that was my very big contributor to my success.
0: Interesting. I don't know that I've heard many people say that. If anyone can find your mentor with complementary skill sets, that's a neat dynamic to think about, hey, that's where my weaknesses are. Why don't I find this mentor that's an expert in that part of the business to help you in that area? Uh, it's incredible. And you interviewed six different mentors and numerous people in those programs. I think it's great due diligence. I did the same thing many years ago. I've had numerous mentors for different things, right? At first, it's like, oh, do I really spend this money on a mentor? Do I really want to do this? And many years ago, it was seemed like so much money for my wife and I to contemplate giving to someone but I couldn't imagine it any other way now hey let's speed this process up and let's get somebody on our side that's been there and done that gives you so much confidence that is awesome and what about let's move into that first deal or actually let's go back a little bit though and talk about the path from LP to GP and then let's go into the first deal so why go from investing passively to becoming a part of the general partnership or active side why do that
2: Well, I think it was through my experience in passively investing. It started with me becoming extremely passionate about the underwriting aspect associated with deals. So with my background being a CPA and my husband being a CPA, and by the way, we do always joke that if anyone has any problems falling asleep at night, they can please feel free to call us and we'll tell you all about our day. So both of us being very financial oriented, that's just similar to a lot of LPs. They go and they focus directly on the returns and the metrics, the projections. And so I have valuation experience in my background. I have financial models in my background. So I try to do a lot more due diligence when investing with different syndicators. I always made it a point to not invest with someone until I had the opportunity to review their model and review some of the more key assumptions associated with those deals. And then I just became so passionate about it that I ended up, even though I had the background in financial models, there's obviously some more nuances when it comes to multifamily investing that I wanted to understand. So I got really focused. i read several different books about the syndication process and then about financial models and different assumptions when investing in commercial real estate. And then I even went so far as to find a one-on-one mentor that would walk through underwriting with deals with me just so that First of all, it was someone in the industry that I had a lot of respect for in working with them. And then also so that when I did eventually make that transition and become a general partner, the most important thing to me is protecting other people's money. And so I think you really have to understand how to underwrite deals. So that whole interest in underwriting and interest in the financial aspect of deals is really what triggered it for me and thought, I want to do this and I want to do it the right way.
0: That's incredible. You need to mentor, right? And it's neat though, too, like, You and your husband's background as a CPA, I mean, you all are going to be all in the numbers, right? And you're going to understand that. You're probably going to have more understanding than most just coming into the business or it's going to become easier maybe because of all the work you already do and just numbers and financial planning and thinking through strategy and things like that. It's a great place in the business for you to shine, right? But already because of your background. And so there's no doubt we can see why you would dive into that section of the business and be passionate about it. Is there any ways that anything that's helped you accelerate that transition from passive to active, anything that's helped?
2: Sure. First of all, I'd say just my passive investing experience across multiple different asset classes and taking the time to develop my passion for multifamily. So I now invested in close to 1,200 doors as a limited partner. I use those experience to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like about working with different operators. I also use the experience to learn best habits in terms of communications with investors and experience in different markets and in diversifying myself. As I said, I had that experience with financial models through my corporate roles, but in understanding the nuances to multifamily assets, I really made that one of my main goals in deciding to make that transition. And I think that really helped accelerate that transition. Another step that I took, as I mentioned as well, is really finding the right mentor. One that, if at all possible, you can find that has complementary skill sets to yours. And that's their greatest strength and greatest attribute that they can bring to your background. And then I also went with a mentor with not quite as large of a group. So I've been able to make some incredible connections with folks in that team and try to lead with my value add to wherever they are in their process and wherever their experience takes them, I know can do what I can do to help contribute to their success as well. And then truthfully, I would say the main um, thing that has contributed to accelerating my role as a uh, co-GP would be my discipline and my sacrifice. So being an active operator for multifamily deals, as you know, is a lot of work. You have to be extremely disciplined in your approach and effectively using your time. So I like to think this is an area that I excel in just because of the example that my parents had set for me growing up and qualities that they instilled in me. And then the last, the fourth piece I would say is really just network. Network until you're so exhausted that you can't network anymore. I am, it's so critical because it opens up so many doors through networking with other individuals. I host a monthly real estate investing meetup. I attend conferences. I'm constantly reaching out to other syndicators. And as you know, there's so many folks in this space that are incredibly generous with wanting to share their experiences. So it really provides a great opportunity for you to learn from other people's experiences.
0: Those are some great tips, no doubt about it. And like you just said too, there's so many people in this industry who've been so generous with me as well over many years now and just shared and mastermind and talk about different things that we've learned. and. It's just great. It's a great industry and you have to put yourself out there, keep networking, right? To meet those people like you're talking about and make those connections so crucial to moving forward and especially accelerating it like you did. So let's talk about that first multifamily deal a little bit and raising capital for that first deal. Oftentimes people are scared to death, right? Of raising money for that first deal and just how, you know, you have no credibility and nobody knows who you are, all those things. How did you do that?
2: Well, I would say personally, I like to think that, especially with the first raise, even though most folks are intimidated, that's the area that I was most excited for because I feel I won't invest or I won't be a part of any deal until I feel great about the underwriting, the team, and the market. And so that's where I sort of gear my focus in trying to raise capital is I explain to folks my experience in passively investing and the three areas that I would vet prior to investing in a deal and how important each of those aspects are. So that's allowed me just having that passive investing experience. It's allowed me to really sharpen those skill sets and to be able to empathize with folks that I've been in the same situation several times across several different classes that they're in and able to walk them through each of those scenarios. And then another aspect that I think allowed me to do so well with the first capital raise that I did is just the transparency that I have with all of my investors. I talk about what I've done in the past, where I'd like to go with my role as a GP on the deal. And then also explain to them, make sure you always explain to folks the risks that you perceive to be associated with the deal, not just why they should invest in it, but also be very transparent as to any risks that you see and what your team is doing to mitigate those risks. And I think that really goes a long way with people because they're already thinking about 20 different risks and you might bring up a risk that they hadn't considered. But again, I think it's all about being transparent and making sure that you can pivot your discussions and your ability to walk them through the deal depending on their level of experience as well. So when it comes to new investors, I like to think initially when I started investing, I didn't have much background or have the time to invest in learning all the nuances. So I walk them through it. I'm happy to walk them through investor presentations, waterfalls, anything that they might be intimidated to ask questions about in a larger group. And then for the more seasoned investors, I like to think that I can anticipate many other questions. And I'm intimately familiar with the underwriting. And I think being intimately familiar with the underwriting, the market, and the team, and feeling good about it, it just comes through when you're talking through your first deal.
0: Great advice. Great advice. Just being transparent, right? Be transparent with your investors. It says a lot about yourself. They can sense really if you're being very transparent or not, and especially you, know, you talk about explain the risks. And I think that's important. But you also said, which is something everybody should be ready to do, but tell them what you're doing to mitigate those risks as well, right? Be prepared. Obviously, if you share risk with them, what do you think they're going to ask, right? Which I would ask as well right? And so you, you want to be ready to share with them. Yeah, these are the risks. This is why we're still willing to pursue this deal, even though these risks exist. And this is what we're doing to mitigate those risks for sure. And so how did you have the confidence to move into that first deal? I know you had a mentor. I'm sure you were educating yourself. Anything else that helped you to move towards that project?
2: Again, I think that the years of experience that other co-GPs have on this deal, the, the market that we were in. And again, just leaning on and explaining to folks how my mentor, prior to my experience in acting as a co-GP, just like many other passive investors, focused on the financial metrics. And my mentors have been so incredible in helping me to realize the importance of the team and just the operations and the post-acquisition process And I've felt more comfortable in in this deal than in any deal that I've invested in in the past because of that team that I get to work with. So I think that really helped build my confidence and know that I was making a good decision not only for myself, but for my investors. And I want to bring my investors along with me on all of my future deals, obviously. And I would like for them to refer other investors. So I think focusing on that excellence in customer service, and then also just, as I said, being extremely confident in the team that you get to work with and their previous success and ability to operate assets complements, as I said, the skills that I already bring to the deal.
0: Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.